Cupid, Cupid, uh, doesn't love but you won't know unless we give it a try to love, true love. Wait, won't lie. That's say the same thing twice? That's all right, though. Ain't no doubt about it. Lord knows I really need it. You know, I tried to tell, um, I tried to tell Siri to play 112, and she act like she didn't understand what I was saying. What? I had to say 112. Oh, wow. Play Cupid by 112. Mm. Boy, that, boy, I tell you, man, the internet is tacky. Siri don't know black language, but black language is the most dominant language on the planet. That's all right, though. We're not. Mm-hmm. Hit the intro so we can get it popping. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Who Wake It? Tuesday and Thursday, 8 a.m. sharp. Uh, spark you a blunt, then get. Wait, that's not what I said. Spark you a blunt bowl or even a cart. Damn, it's been that long? Damn, who that? Tuesday and Thursday, 8 a.m. sharp. Uh, spark you a blunt bowl or even a cart. Where you make we be more, yeah. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. If you're on Instagram, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Twitter, I need you to do me a solid favor. I need you to smash that like button. I need you to hit the subscribe button. I need you to teach the algorithm that this show is worth a damn. <laughs> All right? But fuck the album. First things first, say good morning to the lady of the house. We must respect the heartbeat, the... Uh <laughs> To my life. <laughs> lady of the house, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, lady of the house. Hey, what's, what's up, sweetheart? How you doing? Pretty good. It's a, it's a little warm, but, you know, we got How some was people your sleep on time? the line. We got some people on the line? Yeah. Who we got on the line? We got Princey Got Picks. Princess! <laughs> Bria Soul. Bria Soul. Bria! I feel uh, like, Bria, you might be one of my newer followers, though. Welcome to the welcome to the game. Welcome to the team. Good morning. I think uh, so. Man, what this girl say? She, I've been watching you for five years. Think what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, we got, who else we got? Uh, Troy. Troy! <laughs> he said, BMO. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And, uh, oh, Troy. The Collective Grenade. That's Sid. Oh, hey. How you doing, Sid? What's popping? How you feeling? Morning. You doing all right? Everything well in the, the what was it, the love and intimacy Academy. The sex and love. The sex and love. Wait, sex and wait. Sex and, and intimacy? intimacy. Loving it. How's everything at the academy? <laughs> everything doing all right? You doing all right? How's everything in Ohio? Everybody doing all right? Is your hair purple? Sex, love, last... and intimacy. That's what it is. No. That's just all three. Oh, yeah, it's sex, all three. Love, okay, sly. <laughs> How's the sly academy going? Good morning to my good folks over at Wake and Bake with Bemo. Um, Creative uprising. Who? Creative uprising. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Make sure we're saying good morning to the lady of the house. I know these. I know these people. Uh, you're seeing these names because they say good morning, and now you're like, oh, good morning back to you. Yeah. If not, then we have a problem. Mm -hmm. 
Welcome back to another episode, y'all. We got some great things that we want to talk about this morning. Uh, we want to talk about my birthday, which is coming up tomorrow. I'll be 34, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk... <laughs> We're gonna talk a little bit about how the future is dead, my observations about Cracker Jill. That's actually part two of a conversation. I know you're thinking that you have part one yet. No, but part two <laughs> is really calling to my heart, so we're gonna do the second part first. Kind of how like Star Wars started with episode four. The yeah. first Star Wars is episode four. We're gonna try to do that with part two of the future is dead. And then first things first, we wanna talk about the international superstar, <laughs> right? We have an international superstar who will be joining us on the show. We're going to trace her hip-hop etymology, if you will. But first, let's hear from the media prince. Prince, what you got to say? We bring you art. We bring you culture. We bring you entertainment. We bring you sports. We bring you all things DMV. Welcome to What's Going On, D.C. <laughs> uh, thank you, Media Prince. As always, we're being brought to you by the Washington and former bridge. You can see their logo right here. Make sure you go out wibridgedc.com or at wibridgedc to see all the recent happenings that's going on in the city. And let me tell you something. The Washington and former bridge, the bridge has been on their shit, okay? There have been a few conversations where I've been in where the bridge uh, journalistic stories are acting as the source for conversation. So if you aren't tapped in, I know niggas don't read, sweetheart. It's okay. It's okay. I know niggas don't read. We're going to break that habit, though. But the bridge is a great bridge <laughs> into your journalistic entries. It's not just all the written words. So follow all at WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms and at WIBridgeDC.com so you can get up to date on those news stories. Sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Let's start out with the international superstar. We have <laughs> the newest star in the rap game. Following the footsteps of Lil Bow Wow, following the footsteps of Criss Cross, oh, wow. we have another, who is another young rapper? Like, babyish. Lil Romeo? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, has there been any other children rappers? Hmm. And maybe that goes oh, to, go ahead. Lil Wayne, he was like 12. Oh, Lil Wayne was like 12, following in those, in those footsteps. Four years old, sweetheart. <laughs> and an all-brown suit. Fan Van, <laughs> you got something to say. Hey. Hey. My name is Van Van. I'm time to play. Playing outside every day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My name is Van Van. I'm time to play. Playing outside every day. Yeah. Playing outside every day. Playing outside every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Hey. Playing outside every day. Yeah. Yeah. Van Van got a hit, baby! <laughs> what? Oh, man. All right. So, I know you're, Van Van is going viral. She has a million views on her Instagram reel. They just started a, a, a YouTube maybe like four or five days ago, so that'll be popping off pretty soon. She's not a one-hit wonder. A couple of songs that Van Van got to sing. Too much, so much to the point that Van Van is now making national stages. Play the video, sweetheart. Oh, that's great. Oh, oh yeah, gave, yeah, yeah, gave it away. Yeah. My name is Van Van, I 
Boy, I love me some Van Van. <laughs> <laughs> that four-year-old girl rapping. Hello, Tutu. <laughs> yeah, hello, Tutu. On beat. With the con Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Um, I get nervous talking to y'all, and ain't nobody in front of me but laying in the house. <laughs> Van Van on national stages. Let me tell you something. Generation Alpha is coming for our ass. Let me tell you something right now. Generation Alpha? Woo! <laughs> But I want to take it a step. I want to take it a step further because this is Wake and Bake with Bemo. I was um, we just listed some of the most infamous rappers uh, at a young age, and um, I was watching a YouTube video, and I'm not going to. I am going to say because I don't give a fuck. Um, I was watching a YouTube video, and it was uh, who's the young boy who sang Tipsy? Jaquan. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was watching this video on Jaquan. They were doing like, where are they now? And Jaquan, y'all remember, everybody in the club getting tipsy from St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis is in my bones. That's another conversation for another day. I was watching a video and they were talking about how Jaquan was signed. I believe he was signed to 50 Cent or was it Disturbing the Peace? I don't know. It was mm -hmm. one of those mid-2000s hip hop labels. Yeah. where in actuality these people were signing people to like terrible deals mm -hmm. um and then you see it come out in the wash where a 17 year old jaquan has a hit single and then mysteriously goes away from the music game for like 10 years because you know right he's probably taking advantage of allegedly taking advantage of i know 50 cent is petty he'll find my little 10 view video <laughs> to the shit out of me so allegedly taking advantage of so we think about them we think about jaquan i think about crisscross crisscross was signed to jermaine dupree Jermaine Dupri also put them on a very interesting deal, to say the least. Same thing with Bow Wow. Bow Wow was signed to Jermaine Dupri, another interesting deal. And the mindset of these deals, just to give them a little grace, not too much grace, because we know that the, the music industry is indicative of white supremacy, but that's another conversation. Another, another, another conversation for another day. <laughs> but we give them a little grace because... Uh, the producers of these child stars feel responsible for the growth of these individuals. They take something that's a baby and they raise it into a hip-hop brand that they can they can monetize. See Lil Bow Wow. And what's interesting to me about Van Van, sweetheart, you know who Van Van assigned to? Who? Her parents. <laughs> right. I love that. Lovely new blueprint. Oh, that's not what I came to talk about. I wanted to... I was watching Van Van perform, and I seen them little, I seen them little arms, mm -hmm. and I seen them little arms before, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, and it instantly reminded me of this. Go ahead and play the video. This is the phonics song. What sound does that letter make? 
We are going to have to have a conversation about how Gracie's Corner might have saved hip hop. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that the original conversation we've seen Gracie's Corner is like, oh my God, look at these black animated characters. They're dressed in the garb of African people. They're singing songs and rapping songs that are in the that are in the in the language of the modern black person. Look at the representation. Mm -hmm. I know that's what we said, right? But I feel like representation is like the low-hanging fruit. The real, the real impact, I think, of Gracie's Corner will be the impact that it has on young folks' interpretation of how they can use music to express themselves. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, and as I'm about to talk about being 34, <laughs> when I was a kid, we had very limited examples of how my blackness directly interacted with the songs that I made and how it made a positive impact on my education, particularly. Very small Examples. Gracie's Corner got a whole million subscribed YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's some hits on Gracie's go. Corner yeah. right now. <laughs> and them choices slamming. Right. One, the 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 technology to create the music that's on Gracie's Corner is more available and approachable. What's the word I'm looking for? Accessible. Accessible. Thanks, mm. sweetheart. The technology to create the music that Gracie's Corner is making is more accessible now. There's a MIDI keyboard over here and a couple of speakers and mics. Me and the lady in the house right now can record a, a platinum a platinum hit. And we got some hits now. No, yeah. <laughs> All right, let me Come stop. On now. <laughs> <laughs> we got some platinum hits over here. Have you heard the the best part of waking up? We recorded that right here. <laughs> right here. Which means to say that we could do a Gracie's Corner situation. Because of that new accessibility and technology, there are more producers who are able to make uh, more diverse representations of hip hop, and that's how we get Gracie's Corner. And I don't take it for granted that Van Van is rapping, doing this joint, and Gracie's Corner's animations are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't take that for granted. I have no empirical evidence. Van Van could have never seen, don't even know who the fuck Gracie is. She could <laughs> never know who Gracie is. But I can, I can just, I don't know, something the ancestors is telling me. I don't know, BMO. <laughs> this, uh, this youth programming, this Gracie's Corner with the trap beats, might do something to hip hop that's a little more progressive than maybe even like a title mm. or a United Masters. I don't know. Maybe I'm being hyperbolic. Maybe that's just part of the show. But this is what I grew up on. Play the verbs, sweetheart. I get my thing in action. To see, to feel, to live. Bird, that's what's happening. I put my heart in action. Bird, to run, to go, to get, to give. Bird, you're what's happening. That's where I find satisfaction. Yeah. yeah. To search, to find, to have, to hold. Bird, to be bold. When I use my imagination. Think I plot, I plan, I dream, turning in towards creation. I make, I write, I dance, I sing when I'm feeling really active. I run, I ride, I swim, I fly. Other times when life is easy, I rest, I sleep, I sit, I lie. 
can take a noun and bend it. Give me a noun. Basketball, break and plow. Make it a verb and really send it. Show me how. Oh, I don't know my own power. We can listen to verb all day. Mm. <laughs> also, what up, mama? Good morning. Good Welcome morning. back to the show. <laughs> we ain't done no drugs yet, so you can stay on for a little while. <laughs> she said, you are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, young Van Van is, is growing up with Grace's Corner. I grew up with verb. And I know there's a crouchy old man that's like, man, the music quality between back in the day and today is so much wild. And it's true. <laughs> it's true, but that's because, sweetheart, we couldn't make verb in the house. Right. There's no way, <laughs> there's no way that you and I can sit in here with the technology that we have and be able to make verb. No. That technology is not quite accessible yet. And when we get that type of accessible uh, technology back into the homes, maybe we'll get more verbs. But I guarantee you, in 1970 or whatever, they made verb. It was a studio situation. Mm -hmm. At least six, seven musicians. Right. Music director. Two or three lead singers. Instrumentalists. Instrumentalists. Three background singers. Mm -hmm. And animation budget out of this world. Yeah. That's not quite accessible yet. Um, but I'm just so happy. I see Van Van in her little brown suit. I see the little tutu. And I'm just excited. I'm excited about the future of hip hop. I'm excited to see that young folks might be interested in the genre uh, beyond what's being presented right now. And I'm not going to sound crouchy. I know I'm turning 34 years old. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the violence in hip-hop because, you know, I loved me some young Jesus when I was growing up. Oh, my God. Shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, Van Van, hopefully the good people at Gracie's Corner, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you, Van Van, for your wonderful hit. I hope that you'll be able to mature in this music game without too much pressures. You know what I mean? Yeah. She is forward. I hate to see uh, the child star sickness latch on to her. I mean, there is a question later in the house. We talk about this all the time. We're watching our YouTube people. There is a question about how <clears throat> being a content creator at so young can affect mm -hmm. the person. We've seen it happen in TV shows, but you know, hopefully that won't happen to our young girl, Van Van, because as we said before, whereas Jermaine Dupree had a little bow wow, you know who got Van Van? Mom and dad. Yeah. We appreciate that. We get ready to take a little intermission uh, and we can roll this blunt, but before, huh? We got some comments. We got some comments? Yeah. Let's read to, let's get to the comments. Okay. So Later, how said we got some comments? Get to the comments. If you commented, make sure you like the video, please. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> please. Okay, so Sydney said, Sex and Love Academy. Love y'all. Hey, Sydney. <laughs> Troy said, 34, damn, LML. <laughs> you know, my mother said the same thing. She said, 34, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you a grown man. <laughs> Go ahead. Um... Princess said, Gracie goes hard. Oh, well, my niece loves her. This mm. one goes platinum in my crib. <laughs> oh, the, the Phonic song goes platinum? <laughs> goes platinum in the crib. No, what's funny is like, anytime <laughs> I see videos of that song in particular, it's always the adults like dancing harder than the kids. <laughs> the kids are just looking at them like, what are you doing? The kids don't know. <laughs> right. I imagine, you know what's crazy? I imagine that's what my mom was was doing when I was listening to Schoolhouse Rock. She was like, this boy don't even know. Right. This boy don't even know. This is high quality music right here. I right. don't even know. We just in here learning verbs. <laughs> um, she also said, I thought you were going to hit the conjunction junction instead of verb. <laughs> conjunction junction is the too. single. I'm not going to lie. It is okay. the single. But verb, 
That's my jam. <laughs> That's my. If I were to get a tattoo, Verb is the tattoo. <laughs> oh wow! I love. It's the first black superhero I saw was Verb. Wow. The first black man I could. That first black man I knew who could fly was Verb. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Right. I know the white boys got Superman and Iron Man and and Potato Man and Rainbow Man. <laughs> everybody, Aquaman. Aquaman fly for some reason. All these white boys flying. Verb can fly. Give me a noun. And then my next superhero was Static Shock. So you said what? Static Shock was the next one. That's right. But he had to fly on the trash can lid. See he did. He did. Yeah. Right. See how they do See? us? Man. <laughs> That's all we, we got. got more comments. That's all <laughs> we got. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. We got more. Um, Micah says, I know y'all talking about serious things, but I want to acknowledge this birthday cute. Okay. Birthday cute. <laughs> You know, Michael gas you up, man. <laughs> Michael gas you up, man. Yeah, I'm talking about no, serious things. I told you, thing. you're cute as hell. <laughs> With your sweater and your bun and your shape up and your chain. Oh, my gosh. That nigga get one haircut. <laughs> I get one haircut. <laughs> Y'all wasn't saying that shit when I was cutting my own hair. That's all right, though. <laughs> That's all right, what though. What you talking about? Call me a trash barber in front of my face again. <laughs> what other comments we got, sweetheart? That's it? Um, Princess says, damn, I hate that we woke because I didn't even think about the trash can. Right? <laughs> you don't hate that you woke. You just hate that they fucked up Static Shock. That's what you hate. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. You just hate that they messed up Static Shock. Dang. And right. Sean Susie says, good morning. Who that? Sean Susie. Sean Susie? Sha underscore N underscore Susie. Sean Susie? Yeah. Oh! What up, Suze? I think what's your what's your new name? Tell me your new name. I think I only know you as Susie. Tell me your tell me your tell me your new name. Tell me your liberated name. Tell me your Malcolm X name, okay? I want to know. <laughs> uh, and while you're doing that, let's get ready for our intermission. We have a uh, as usual, we have a, a wonderful music video that we're going to cut the show on half by. We had uh, Nomad the Creative goes by Nomad the Native on all social media platforms. He has a new video out. Straight from the small wooden box, which I keep telling y'all they're going to put a silver plaque outside the small wooden box and call historical landmark. Might as well get your music videos in now. Matter of fact, Raheem Devon just started a music video in there what? over the weekend. That's right. That's crazy. Over the weekend, just randomly. <laughs> and you know why? Because he saw that video from Jadena. Wait, Jadena did a video there too? Jadena did an event. Oh, that's right. At the that's small right. wooden box. Yeah. And you know who set that up? You. Your boy, okay? <laughs> Super minority partner. <laughs> Super minority partner over at the small wooden box. But make sure we check out uh, Nomad the Native. We're about to watch the Anti-Social Social Club. We'll be right back with more. Who waking a week? Be more. Yeah. Hello? Yo, what's going on with your brother? I got a party tonight for us to go to. Come ride with me. Uh, mm, nah, I'm gonna just kick it in the crib tonight. Nigga, you always do this shit, yo. Come ride with me to this party. You always ask the same question, but the answer don't change, so I'm gonna just catch you next time. We, we good, bro. Check it. Either you come with me to this party, I'm gonna bring the party to you. Good luck, nigga. My door is locked. Oh, this motherfucker done hung up on me. Three hours later. Yo! Nigga, I know you hear me.
I'ma join the anti-social social club. Hit my phone, you know what's up. Tricky letting everybody know the shit. I be out the mix with the shit. So I don't need that. Hit me with the split for the lick and the recap. I'ma join the anti-social social club. Hit my phone, you know what's up. Tricky letting everybody know the shit. I be out the mix with the shit. So I don't need that. Hit me with the split, the lick, the recap. I don't know, dog. Sometimes I'm a menace. Call me old dog. Mama ain't raised no show off. But I got the skill, might as well get the flow off. Stun a little bit, brush them all off. They don't really love me, they just like the idea. That's a oh nah. Certain social circles seem so false, like your wall. Frenemies sucking your energy. Enemies trying to get rid of me. People prefer the proximity. I get it, but won't let them limit me. Feel free to keep it private. Nosy niggas wildin', riding through the city like Batman and D&D, my Robin. Quiet, phone always on, but the ring will be on silent. I've been trying to stay about the way. I trade my locks for waves. This the kind of vibe you couldn't confiscate. Straight from the source, never concentrate. Take care of my chickens, can't nobody take them off my plate. I should infiltrate the anti-social social club. Hit my phone, you know what's up. Tricky letting everybody know the shit. I be out the mix with the shit, so I don't need that. Hit me with the split for the leg. Recap, I'ma join the anti-social social club. Hit my phone, you know what's up. Tricky letting everybody know the shit. I be out the mix with the shit, so I don't need that. Hit me with the split, the lick, the recap. Um, nah, I'm hitting. Y'all be too hot, I be chilling. You be here here for brunch. Right dinner, they call you a villain. Why is that? These niggas fickle pickles, and they be biting like tender fiddles. Might be exciting up in the middle with my niggas when liquor get in the system. But I'm Dutch at your function, I had to split it. Get in this feeling like shit is different, like my routine. I do not act like don't do scenes. I'm on a roll like a loose leaf. Single me out like a Lucy. I throw up the dudes profusely. <clears throat> Excuse me, this was cool. Peace. Hey, Mo, hmm? I ain't even gonna hold you, that shit was here. Yeah. I know, man. On some, like, difference of opinion shit, like, you, you came with that one, yo. Know? I'd be safe, fool. All right. fuck with you. Peace. All right, we're, we're back with more Who Wake and Bake with B Mo. We want to thank our man Nomad the Native Creative? Native. I thought it was native. <laughs> well, I just, may I just, may I be making shit up. I just be calling niggas names. <laughs> be making y'all names up. Uh, we got Nomad the Native Anti-Social Social Club. We love that video. Every time I watch the video, I get a new clue. We find a new Easter egg. We yeah. find somebody else that we know in the uh in the video like our like our person mel back here i think their name is mel let me not say that out loud <laughs> this person was in the music video <laughs> uh, i'm having trouble with my blunt right now boy i tell you uh -oh. i used to pearl them sweetheart maybe that's part of getting 34 maybe you just you lose your pearl ability okay <laughs> i wonder if my mama could roll the blunt <laughs> You should, you should ask. I should ask. Yeah. Hey, mama. Let me stop laughing. All right. Uh, we're back with more Wake and Bake with BMO. 
there's a very interesting topic that we're going to discuss on the uh, the new blueprints uh, newsletter. As a matter of fact, I didn't do my plugs. We are. Right, let's do it now. Uh, if you haven't already, I need y'all to go ahead and join the new blueprint newsletter. That is the written. Uh, I would say the written spinoff of Wake and Bake with BMO. It allows you to read some of the opinions, read some of the, the progressive steps forward for the things that we talked about in a more concrete matter. I get excited on here and sometimes I say things that aren't all the way true. And by all the way true, I might say uh, the Niagara movement started in 1904 when it actually started in 1905. So if you need something that's a little more uh, uh, evidence-based, fact-based, fact, fact based, uh, we got our sources in there. We do some interviews. We have some exclusive content in there. Make sure y'all go over to bmobrown.substack.com to join on to that community. If you need the scholarship, I keep telling folks, Couple folks that hit me up like a couple times, like BMO, I want to keep reading, keep reading, but I can't fade to five. Just ask. Yeah. Dag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not the doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to turn you away because you don't got no money. I'm not your local institution. Dag. <laughs> Just let me know. But if you need the scholarship, what I said on the show Thursday, what I said on the show Tuesday, what I said on the intro of the blog, if you need the scholarship, then I'm, I'm, I'm expecting you to be a great cheerleader for the program. So, Head over to bmobrown.substack.com if you want to join that community, if you want to be a part of the extension that is Wake and Bake with BMO. We had a Patreon before, and I think that some people are still following that Patreon. One day we'll defunct that joint, but every time I go to defunct it, what do y'all go sign up for the joint? I'm not going to turn away money. I am a raging capitalist. So, oh, wow. <laughs> bmobrown.substack.com for the extension of Wake and Bake with BMO. There will be some exciting events coming up soon where you have to be a member of the New Blueprint newsletters in order to get into the events. All right, let's get into the show. Hey. But before we get into the show, let's light this blunt. What we got? Who? Somebody here? Janelle, the skincare queen, right? Oh, yeah. hey. the original. Right. She said, "Hi, I made it." It's the, Janelle. It's the crisp edges for me, B. Oh. <laughs> Y'all low key shading me because you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the crisp edges. I ain't had no crisp edges. What you trying to say? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? That's <laughs> all right. Though. It's good to see you, Janelle. Well, it's good to be in your virtual yeah. space house, my man Z. House Trevor. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> what a great black name. <laughs> Trevor. Um, all right, let's get to our next subject for the day. Um, the reason why I brought up the new Blueprint newsletters because we will be uh, producing this report today, tomorrow. But... Sweet out, if you don't mind putting up the Jack or Jill. Okay. Not the Jack or Jill, the Cracker Jill. Yeah. I uh, I went to a baseball game with my homie who's calling me cute in the comments right now. <laughs> it was a really cute-ass time, though, at the baseball oh, yeah. game. It was three generations of men in a, mm -hmm. in a new way that we celebrate black families. It was my man Micah, uh, his son, who was mm -hmm. not his biological son, but still his son, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. uh, and then his son's grandfather, his father-in-law, went to a baseball game. I tagged along as a dark-skinned friend. <laughs> Although Michael dark-skinned, so it works out. It was, it was two on two. Uh, uh, we went to the baseball game, went to see the Orioles, which is a... If you haven't been to a baseball game, I, and I say this often, a baseball game does live entertainment of the sport best. So above hockey, basketball, soccer, in my opinion, the, the best American sport to watch in person is baseball. Essentially, you have nine halftimes and baseball stadiums have 
uh, innovated their live entertainment to make it so exciting that, you know, every 20 minutes you're doing an activity or you're part of the Jumbotron games or you're cheering for somebody. But either way, a baseball game is a good time. Mm -hmm. um, at the baseball game, I feel like you can have an all-American meal, mm -hmm. right? You can have a hot dog, you can have a Budweiser, and some Cracker Jacks, right? Yep. That's the all-American meal. <laughs> Budweiser, hot dog, Cracker Jacks. So I got, I got my Budweiser. I think I actually got a Coors. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a Coors man, personally. So I got my American brew. Got me a but I got me a, 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 a hot dog, and I got me some French fries. Cause you know what I'm saying I'm black. I don't want to be all American. But the <laughs> grandfather got him some Cracker Jacks. Okay. Brings those Cracker Jacks back to the seat. Mm -hmm. Four black boys watching a baseball game. Baseball game is good. The Orioles are kind of good. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> The game is enthralling. Grandfather comes back to the seat. Is you ready to open his Cracker Jacks? What does he see? Show the picture, sweetheart. A pack of Cracker Jills. And she black. And Jill is black. Grandfather looks at me, hands me the bag, smirks as if I'm about to make a comment. And I'm like, that's interesting. Passes over to the to the young child. He looks at it like, what's a cracker jill? Don't even know what the difference is. <laughs> Passes over to Micah. Micah look at the bag like, interesting. Yeah. We don't say a word. I don't even think the grandfather opened the bag of cracker jills. I think he took them home with him. Yeah. But I saw this iconography uh, and it continued a thought that I was having, which is that the future is dead. Hmm. We recently saw that the National Museum of African-American History and Culture included a new exhibit on Afrofuturism. Mm -hmm. Now, to the woke folks, we know what museums are. And I don't say woke in the sense of like I'm trying to, I'm trying to incite you. We know that museums are archives of history. Right. <laughs> it's very rare that I walk into a museum and I saw something that happened tomorrow. Yeah, right. A museum is a collection of history. And if we look at the nefarious parts of museums, they are collecting invaluable pieces for the hordes of themselves and not for the benefit of the person whose actual art it is. Mm -hmm. Meaning a collector could have bought an Afrofuturism piece from an Afrofuturist for $300, put it into a museum, that museum will hold it, build its worth, and by the time the collector receives the piece back, whether it's generationally, non-generationally, weeks, months, years later, the price of that piece will have skyrocketed. But how does that affect the original artwork person? It don't. It only affects the person who's curating, the person who actually bought the art, the person who actually put it in the museum, the museum and its value, et cetera, et cetera. Saying that to say that when Namuk put Afrofuturism in the museum, I believe that was the last nail in the coffin. Wow. How do I know? We got Cracker Jill. <clears throat> Be more, I don't follow you. So, let's rewind 100 years. Not even 100 years. Let's rewind six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> when Aunt Jemima was still alive, when the Lando Lakes uh, branding was still an indigenous person, before the summer of George Floyd, in that time, you and I would have said, 
that a pathway to liberation, the pathway to, to, to demarginalization, the pathway to becoming unoppressed would have been changing the symbology of American products. We would have said that. And why do I know we would have said that? Because we have black owned brands that do the exact things as white brands. We have a black Tommy Hilfiger. It's uh, what's Diddy's line? Bad, not bad boy. Oh my goodness. What's Diddy's clothing line? Oh, um. Sean John. Yeah. We got a black Tommy Hilfiger. We got Sean John. So we know to a certain degree that the pathways, or at least how we thought about liberation going forward before Cracker Jill included a reorganization of American icons. How do you know? There were several race-bending characters that exist now. We about to go see Ariel in a couple days. Ariel was a white girl in the 90s. Now she's a black girl. Mm -hmm. Why? Because someone thought that replacing that iconography would one, be profitable. We'll talk about it another time. But two, uh, uh, would be able to expand the ability for Americans to be diverse, equitable, and inclusionary. Y'all like my blunt side. So does, how does Cracker Jill represent the death of the future? Because we have Cracker Jill. When I saw this packaging, I was like, oh shit, that's the answer, right? That's the answer of the thing that we were trying to solve from I'll say 1982 until 2019. We were trying to solve how do we get more black people into public imagery? But yet here I am at this baseball game with Cracker Jill in my hand, and I feel no more liberated. Why? <laughs> Why? I believe, and I, I believe, uh, I believe that our, our focus, our expectation, our goal was misguided. Um, when you're in negotiations for a new contract, oh Lord, and I had the PS, but PTSD right now. <laughs> but when you're in negotiations for a new contract and you're talking to the person who got the money and you say to that person, hey, my rate is $85 an hour. Mm -hmm. And the person with the money says, oh, that ain't no problem. Mm -hmm. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I could have asked for more. I didn't ask for something from the institution that made them nervous that would bring me more equity. I succumbed to my... Succumbed? Mm. Succumbed? Sure. Mm. I, <laughs> I succumbed to my own fear and allowed my value... Uh, and allowed to express my value to be lesser than what I thought it was because I thought the institution didn't have the actual money to sustain me, have the value to bring value to the work that I do, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think about that every time I think, every time I see this Cracker Jill right here, I think maybe we didn't ask for enough because if Cracker Jack in the midst of a racial reckoning was quickly able to produce some Cracker Jills and they were a black girl and I think there are some other Cracker, oh God, I think there's some other crackers out there other than Cracker Jill, which is so funny in itself. I think there's a, uh, I think there's a uh, handicapped crackered person. I think there's a ginger, you know, I think there's an Asian cracker. Um, but like if the, if we asked the institution for better symbology and the institution said that ain't no problem, I feel like we asked for the wrong thing.
I feel like our goal of getting brands to recognize us is not the end all be all or even part of the liberation strategy. How do I know? Play the put put the next thing on. It's my person, big dick deal. Oh. <laughs> Have y'all seen the upright the uprising that's going around in the whites around the Bud Light? Remind me of the person's name again, sweetheart. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney? Mulvaney or Mulaney. Oh, Mulaney, Mulvaney. Yeah. You know, we're so disconnected from whiteness. This is why we write the New Blueprints uh, newsletter so we can get the facts right. All right, this is the morning show. We smoking weed. I don't think we got Google in front of us. I don't know. Um, But the white folks are upset because Budweiser put a trans influencer on the can in celebration of trans rights or in celebration of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the white folks rioted. And by rioted, I mean we saw several videos on YouTube of white boys throwing away their Bud Light, people running over cases, people pouring things down the sink, people revolting on, online, calling it part of the woke mob, people trying to move to Florida to get away from black folks. Um, and I can't decide even now, I can't decide, like Cracker Jill, if this is a good thing. Hmm. Why are we, and by good thing, I mean like, what are our expectations to happen here? We put a black girl on Cracker Jacks, we put a trans person on Bud Light. What is the purpose? Is the purpose to, to strictly disrupt? Is the purpose to try to advance the social conversation about including these different intersections into the population? Or is the purpose to sell products? Mm. All right, I say that, because we sit here thinking in the silence. Let's play the LGBTQ bad ads. We had a, a gentleman, I think this is a gentleman, we had a young person uh, uh, do a, a TikTok. We're gonna watch that TikTok while we sit here and think about what the fuck we supposed to do with these brands and their responsibility towards moving us forward. Pride is around the corner. Let's look at some of the worst Pride brand campaigns in recent history. Starting off strong, we have Let's Grab Beer Tonight Queens. Now, not only was no one on this marketing team gay, I don't think any of them had ever met a gay person. This was part of American Apparel's Pride collection. Diversity, transgender, evidence-based, science-based, fetus, entitlement vulnerable. Now, the important context here is that these were all words that were banned by the CDC under the Trump administration. But without that context, it's like, yeah, I guess I support the D-T-E-S-F-E-V community. <laughs> Next up, the magazine Entertainment Weekly celebrated Pride by adding a Pride flag to their EW logo. And like, I don't know how not a single person on their social media team saw this and was like, wait a minute, guys, wait. I don't, I don't know if this is the one. Next, we have the famously pro-gay United States Marines, known for such hits as the don't ask, don't tell policy. Posting a pride helmet with rainbow bullets that says proud to serve. I mean, this is actually probably a great pride product if you're a gay person with no self-respect and perhaps the winner of them all. Last year, Burger King released a Pride Whopper where you could get either two top buns or two bottom buns. And I regret to inform you, I have no idea what the goal was here. The backlash to this image was so severe that they had to issue an apology, but like, I kind of wanted to try the top burger.
your your instant reaction <laughs> to the top to the Burger King top button. Hit the replay button on the instant reaction. Where do you where do you see that? The replay button is just you doing the face again and pressing the and pressing the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> That's the replay. That's the <laughs> <laughs> What? So then, like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> right? I'm actually really sad about the loss of Aunt Jemima. Right. I remember we were in the grocery store, and I was looking for butter. <laughs> this is a long time ago, so we ain't yeah. been in the grocery store in a minute. But I was in the grocery store looking for butter and I was looking for my indigenous person to tell me which butter it was. And they they, they took them off. Mm-hmm. And I got sad because I was like, I think this might have been the only semi positive mm-hmm. image of an indigenous person that exists in pop culture iconography that I can think of. Right. <sighs> yeah, I think the future is dead. I think the... I think when they arrested Ryan Coogler outside of the Bank of America, had him feeling threatened for his life. I think after we saw the first Black Panther, and then George Floyd died. George Floyd died after that. I think our interest in what happens after the Great Liberation is dead. I think that we are truly interested in what happens next. And the sad thing is, Afrofuturism has been commercialized to a point that now is dead in our face. We have Afrofuturism. Jacker Cracker Jill is Afrofuturism. And that's sad, wow. right? I know an artist, my man Maurice, mm-hmm. who does Afrofuturism work that mixes branding with black, black, classic black iconography. So you'll see a Star Wars poster with Grace Jones on it. Mm-hmm. Now we have a Cracker Jack bag, which is American iconography, and a black girl, which is black iconography, creating this Afrofuturistic image at a baseball game that I'm pretty sure, uh, at a baseball game in a city that is very, very segregated. There are two different Baltimores. I don't know. Yeah. What do we do? I think there's a solution. I'm not going to tell you now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but definitely go check out the new Blueprint newsletter as I talk about this problem that I saw in the, in the death of the future. Uh, yeah, and I think that's all I got to say about that. You, what are your thoughts, sweetheart? What are your thoughts about Cracker Jill? Yeah, no, I think you pose a good question. What, what are we supposed to do about... I feel like this is pretty much late stage capitalism and it's like yeah <laughs> late stage capitalism okay keep going yeah I just feel like a lot of brands nowadays kind of do things more so to be I wouldn't even call it like socially responsible because it's more so just to to look good for their own benefit. Yeah. To make money. Yeah. So Yeah. To make they selling products, right? Right, right yeah. At the end of the day. Mm. The stories I could tell. <laughs> Man. Oh, we got any comments, sweetheart? Um To yes. all my people who are watching right now, make sure you smash that like button, hit the subscribe if you're watching on 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 YouTube, tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's get it popping. Let's teach the algorithm that this show is worth a damn. Miss Melanin C says, we need our own FUBU, selective outrage, and advanced social norms. Oh, on what now? Hmm? What's the first word you said? 
We need our own FUBU. We need our own FUBU. We do know what happened to FUBU, right? Was that one by yeah. Damon John, yeah. right? Didn't he sell part of that? Didn't he sell like a majority of that? Yeah. I have no facts. Somebody fact check for me. I don't even know if FUBU was the example anymore. You, I do have an answer. I'm just not going to tell you right now. You got any more comments? That's it. That's the only comment? All right, we appreciate y'all. All right, let's get to the last topic. What time is it, sweetheart? Yeah, 10 minutes? Yeah. Sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, <laughs> I turn 34 damn years old. <laughs> How's it feel? Um, how does it feel? How does it feel? Um, sorry. <laughs> I just broke out the song. I feel old. Okay. Um, I was on a research team not too long ago, and on that research team were some younger folks. I think I think she was like 25, maybe. 24, okay. 25. 23, 24, 25. Actually, she just graduated college. Was she like 22, 23? Oh, the, the sister? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and another research partner was 25. Uh, listening to them talk, I understand what they're saying, mm -hmm. but like the energy is different. Not in a bad way, hmm. but like I'm older. Yeah. You know what I hate though, sweetheart? There's something I'm hating in my 34. Here's something I'm hating in 34. The word capacity. <laughs> more I wrote this on my story I think I wrote this on my story yesterday but in your 30s it's harder to find accomplishment we are raised between the ages of kindergarten to about 26 when you get that first raise when you get that first promotion that every year at a certain amount of time you're supposed to graduate you're supposed to be rewarded you're supposed to have a break like our educational minds were socialized to believe that to be a truth mm -hmm. so when you get to about like 29 30 31 you already had your promotion you already graduated you already had your kid you already got married all of those accomplishments are out of the way every year feels like you didn't do anything or at least that's how I feel. It feels like moment to moment, day by day, I'm not doing anything. Um, uh, unless I'm doing a lot, which is why I live the life that I live. But most people my age assume that their lifestyle is the lifestyle of others. They assume because we're not reaching as much accomplishment in life that we aren't having like those yearly moments, those big moments outside of social media insights that like we only have the ability to do a certain amount of things. That is kind of, that's kind of my gripe with the nine to five people. And I, you know what I'm saying I don't like going in on y'all, but that's my thing. Y'all feel like you only have room 
for one thing. So me living the life that I live, writer of a newsletter, writer of articles for The Bridge, podcaster for Wake and Bake with BMO, independent contractor, leader of the New Black Brain Trust, Emmy nominee. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting some things right now. Who am I forgetting? Mm. Man to sweetheart. <laughs> People would see that and be like, man, do you have the capacity for any more? And I hate that question. It's not your business. Hmm. Like, who cares? Who cares about your perceived, who cares about your perceived abundance of capacity within another person? Mm-hmm. I just hate that. I hate that. When we were in our twenties, it was like, oh, if you were doing a thousand different things, it was cool. Now when you're 30, if you're doing a thousand different things, I don't want to mess with you because I don't think I have the capacity. Very like, there are plenty, there's plenty of capacity to do anything. It's 24 hours in a day. Seven days a week, 365 days a year. If you can't find time, if you can't make time for the things that are important to you, that's not a that's not me not having capacity. That's a judgment of your time, not a judgment of mine. I can't stand that shit, man. Ugh. Ugh. Capacity be, might be my own personal N-word. Capacity. What else is happening at 34? My body is changing. Interesting. It's not that interesting. I'm telling you, the male body is not phenomenal. <laughs> the male body is not phenomenal. And honestly, I don't really have somebody asked me what I was going to do for my birthday. And like, I don't think I'm going to do anything. And they said, oh, that sounds sad. And I'm like, I don't sound sad to me. No. As long as you don't sad to me. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know what I was doing yesterday? Y'all don't know what I was doing yesterday. <laughs> You'll see it, but like, sheesh, man. Yeah. Eight to eight. That's and we back day. on that grind. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, sweetheart, we got any burning questions for the roach. I don't really have much to say about my birthday. I'm just turning 34. Um, oh, you know what I do want, though? Okay. I do have birthday wishes. Okay. For my birthday, if you're still on here, which I'm pretty sure is like four people, if that. For my birthday, I want, on social media, I want to be a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I want the bad bitch treatment on social media. Every picture that you have with me in the corner somewhere, or we like outside or like some story that we had from a long time ago. I want you to put that up and tag me. I want to say happy birthday to the baddest bitch on the planet, BMO. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I want the I want your community for a day to be like, man, who is this nigga BMO? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who is this? Who is this bad bitch here? That's what I want. I want that or or an exorbitant amount of money. All right. <laughs> like I want somebody to drop and you, you know we gotta be careful about the things we say out loud. But I want somebody to drop like 10K on me tomorrow. But like, here you go. Why? Because I just want to <laughs> see you keep growing. Here's 10K. <laughs> I want to see you keep going. And and, and I want to go to Fiji. <laughs> I don't know nothing about Fiji, sweetheart. I think I've seen one picture postcard about Fiji. But I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, I'm ready to, I'm ready to, I'm ready to see some different things. I'm ready to see some blue water and put my tummy on somebody else's sand. You feel me? Hey. <laughs> My birthday wishes. That's what I want. What I said I want again? I want to be a bad bitch on social media. I want $10,000. <laughs> and I want to go to Fiji tomorrow. 
right. <laughs> we got to be back for a concert on Thursday night, but we going to Fiji tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> got any burning oh, questions for the road? How long it takes to get to Fiji? Is it on this side? Or is I have it? no idea. <laughs> Let's not reveal our ignorance. Let's, <laughs> Let's not figure out. It ain't 20 minutes. I no. tell you that. <laughs> no. and we, we will not be back in a day, two days. <laughs> can't take 95 to Fiji. I know no. that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for sure. You got any burning questions for the road? Um, is there anything that you've learned? Not even just last year, but let's say thirty to thirty-three that you would tell your younger self, like as a as a thirty-four-year-old. Yeah. Is there something I learned between 30 and 33 that I would tell my 29-year-old self? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Because I don't like to listen. Like, I like to listen to what you're saying and then take it as an ideology, but I don't like, like, advice. I never have. Okay. So, what would I say to me that would get my attention at <laughs> at 29. At 29, I was already an entrepreneur. Oh, start making decks, bro. Mm -hmm. Like you're sick at 29, you have been entrepreneuring for 2 years and you have been pitching business purely on your voice. You've been walking into businesses and pitching them vocal situations and you have been hella successful. I mean, my goodness, you have been successful, but you ain't making no money. And the way that you make money from these situations is you get other people to cover your expenses and you take the ticket money. You doing it the wrong way. You taking the ticket money and paying your expenses and then walking away with a backwood and a cheeseburger. <laughs> It's really not that tough. I know you're thinking that PowerPoint is tough. You got to be visually perfect. But, bro, we've seen some ugly decks by the turn 34. We've seen some ugly pitches <laughs> get millions of dollars. So you will be okay. Uh, keep up with your non-job flow. I feel you. If there's somehow you can keep, if there's a way that you can keep our street, keep it. <laughs> if there's a way you can hold on to that apartment for as long as possible, keep that apartment. Anything else I would tell my 34? That's all money stuff. Jeez. <laughs> Let's see here. Hmm? No, I, uh, have I learned anything? Um, I think I'm, I think I am learning about the, the downfalls of being of intelligence, not even being intelligent, but just the downfalls of intelligence. I used to think that intelligence was just like a supreme compliment, but there are often times where intelligence actually works against you. Same thing for ambition. I used to think that like ambition could only be pure. Like if you were ambitious, that people would always like ambition. But what I'm learning, especially at 33 was like, sometimes that ambition can also be the thing that gets you discarded. Right. Um, and you've been fired a few times now. And if you could, pinpoint a characteristic of all seven of those firings, maybe seven, it's probably ambition. 
ambition and misalignment of value. That don't mean that you have to change, but I just think, I think that means that you just have to be able to holster that weapon when you need to. There are ways that you can, wow. I'm sad that this is the only example I can think of, but like there are ways, like if you try and get with a girl, there are ways that you can be ambi too ambitious. Like if you want it too bad, you can definitely turn that girl off. Same thing happens with life. If you want things too bad and you approach them with that type of desperation, sometimes that energy can drive you to success, but sometimes that energy can drive you to destruction. So just be careful with that shit. Be careful with ambition. Be careful with vision. You know what I mean? Was that sad? Was that sad? I don't think so. Like in the in the fraternity hour, I think our slogan, I can't remember what the fuck it was. Uh, but the, the little saying is like, always strive for the highest. And it's like, yes, definitely continue to strive, but also be cognizant of how that energy affects people who have the power, who have power over you. I mean, it sucks. It sucks that you are, that you can be controlled, but you can be controlled. Yeah. Check that emotion. It's like any other emotion. Any other questions? Any other comments? Um, let's see. We got a lot of people that joined. Um, we got a lot of people to join? I don't know if they're still here. But, That's all right. Um, who we got? Uh, Malik. What's up, Malik? Uh, E. Devereaux. One more time. E. Devereaux. Oh, that's, uh, impress. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Donovan. <laughs> Wake me up! <laughs> uh, is it Jamie Salius? Or Jamis Elias? I don't know. Mm. Um, Millie Mom? I don't Millie know. Millie and Mom? Uh-uh. Leveler Nob? Do it all, Zay. Yash. Hey. hey, what's up, man? <laughs> oh, he said morning, family. Good morning, man. Good hey. morning. I hope these I hope these new people came in here and said good morning to the lady of the house. I know they didn't know. Natalie said happy early birthday, friend. Turn up. I don't know about turn up. I think we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna turn around. <laughs> uh, Pierre Sonic. Oh, nice. What up, man? What up, Pierre? Good morning, man. Welcome to the show. I um. Yeah, I um, I think that's it. That's that's all I got for today. Oh, and uh, Emperor said doing nothing in your thirties is glorious. Mmm, delicious, <laughs> delicious amount of nothing. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm finna do. We finna have a a good time. I'll be back. We'll be back one Thursday with more of the show. Of course, we'll have our Paul. You know what we need, sweetheart? We talking about this last night. How much time we got? We out of time. Um, we need like a Tuesday. Something like we need like a, like a game or like a, a a type of program. Something, man. If you got any suggestions for what we could do on Tuesdays, because Thursdays we have the Paul Robeson Negro of the Month. Maybe Tuesdays would be New Blueprint Tuesdays. Maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll have New Blueprint Tuesdays and the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. So we have an interesting Paul Robeson the Negro of the Week on Thursday. I hope y'all join in. I actually have an amazing, amazing revelation that I had. Uh, I want to share with y'all on Thursday. I white people found they uh, white people have been looking for their own N word. I think I found it. I think I found white people's N word. If you want to hear about that, come check us out on Thursday. As always, put up the new blueprint situation. Always, as always, you can subscribe to the new blueprint podcast. Bmo Brown dot 
www.wakeandbakewithbmo.com. That is our written extension of Wake and Bake with BMO. You can put five on it or you can ask for that scholarship. Either way, it don't bother me, but niggas need to read a little something, something so we can make clearer points and we can expand this community so we can actually do work in the real world. It's one thing to be talking shit with y'all here on Instagram. It's another thing once we start transferring this thing into writings and these writings become published and distributed through different cities and states and we can spark different minds and we can expand uh, this new blueprint theory and hopefully like these blueprints can actually build. I hope y'all not just on, hope, I really hope people don't think I'm just on here like just writing for my health. Like, the plan is to put this into action. The plan is to create these new blueprints and spread them nationally. And maybe we'll all be operating on new blueprints or at least have a discussion about these situations or maybe we're having a TV show. I don't know why it just came into my head. But anyway, uh, make sure y'all come back on Thursday. I want to leave y'all with a little musical tease from my, from my man Micah and his new song, Tone Che. Make sure y'all check that out on all music platforms. Tone Che, T-O-N-E-C-H-E. The I think the, the E... The E's got the fancy <laughs> on them. Uh, Tone J, Michael Robinson, M-I-C-A-H. Uh, thank y'all for joining me. We'll be right back. We'll not be right back. We'll be back with more Wake and Bake on, with BMO on Thursday. Make sure y'all say good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning, sweetheart. Peace. Baby, can we I'm just trying to change